Hello, everybody, and welcome to the special Wednesday edition of Blizzard Watch. No pre-show this week because we've got to get right to it. Uh, we got two, actually, two big things of news, one of which contains several other big things of news inside of it, like a Matryoshka doll. So we're just going to straight up say, <laughs> first off, we're getting patch 10.0.7 on March 21st. That is, so if you are doing anything and you're like trying to get ready for 10.0.7, you've got till March 21st, which at this point means you've got like 12 days. Um, so yeah, there's that. It's really, it's really coming up on us. I think yeah. this is, this is d- the day we predicted, Blizzard Watch predicted. Yeah, uh, I mean, that so is correct. close to it, if not the 21st. It, it was actually the 21st? It was the 21st. Yeah. Nah, yeah, because it felt like it made the most sense. Strategically, um, yeah, like timeline-wise, it fit, it fit the best. But. In addition to that, another really big thing of news is that we've today they released the uh, kind of preview, just a lot of information really on patch 10.1, the beginning of season two, which is now we know it's called Embers of Neltharion. Uh, in addition to all the other stuff we know about it, we also know that the PTR for it is apparently tomorrow, um, March uh, 9th. So if, if you listen to this podcast when it goes live uh, on Friday... PTR is right there for you to check out. Yeah, it was. Yes. So, you know, I'm I'm legitimately excited about the PTR this time around, too, which is fantastic. I've been kind of like, eh, on the last couple ones. Like, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it. But this one, I'm like, "Eh, no, I'm going to spend some time here. I wanted to. Yeah, no, I'm going. Yeah, Uh, it is. It is a lot to handle uh, because of the inconveniences of, of medical care. Liz is going to go in. And she's going to basically read the various topics because there's a, there is a ton. Uh, there's stuff I even left out when I was writing the email. Like, for instance, crafting. I didn't mention crafting because it was just so much stuff. And I was like, oh, God, did I get it all? And I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, ton, tons of stuff to talk about. So, uh, Liz, if you don't mind uh, guiding us through all this. Uh, absolutely. So, patch 10.1. Actually, PR, Blizzard PR emailed me about this. And it was so early that I was like, that has to be a typo. Patch 10.1? We don't even have patch 10.0.0 and we're talking about 10.1, but I am super hyped. The biggest feature, I think, it's getting left as a footnote in a lot of write-ups, but I think the biggest feature is cross-faction guilds are finally coming to World of Warcraft following the addition of cross-faction grouping towards the end of Shadowlands. Uh, what do y'all think about cross-faction coming full circle? In Finally! <laughs> I think Joe might be slightly excited. I have, okay, so I accidentally boosted like a breathe. Of, please breathe. I, I accidentally boosted a, an Alliance character on my main server, and I'm like, this is sad because I don't have a guild and I'm not about to find another guild because that's exhausting. And I've been with my current guild for years at this point. I, and I like literally last week was just like, I wish I could just like invite it here. We already have cross faction groups. Why don't we have guilds at this point? And then they gave it to us and I'm like, thank you. This makes me so happy because I have all these Alliance tunes that are like literally just floating around in the cluster. That is like for, uh, cause ours is Drendon and Arathor. Like they're on those two servers and I can, potentially finally have them in guild and take advantage of like guild stuff. This excites me. I'm very excited for this. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, no, nothing to be sorry about. Uh, Personally, I have a lot of questions, which hopefully will be answered by the time you guys actually listen to this. But, you know, just in case I want to know if it's retroactive, like, 
do we have to st- like is there a toggle you have to switch do you have to turn your guild into a cross faction guild or can you just start inviting people into your guild i want to know that so i think they want to they want to test that right like they said flat out that yeah. they want to test the functionality so i don't know if they mm-hmm. they know how that's going to work yet that's exactly mm-hmm. what i'm saying um but that's that's the uh, first thing i want to know the second thing i want to know is how functional is it like what can't you do cross-faction because keep in mind there's a lot of old content that you can't do cross-faction right now there's like old dungeons and raids uh specifically ones that have any sort of mention of the alliance or the horde uh ice crown citadel comes to mind um the trial of the crusader uh dungeons and, and raids they they come to mind but also you right now the way cross-faction grouping works is you have to do instance content and i'm yes. wondering can a guild group do open world stuff together, even though some I'm, of them are Horde and some of them are Alliance. That's another thing I want to know. Yeah. Also, I, like, I'm curious how crafting is going to work, too, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of the big benefits of having a guild is leveraging your guildmates' abilities uh, in the uh, professions category. Like, I literally just reached out and had a guildie make a, uh, a, a ring for me because I you know, haven't been able to upgrade it in forever. And I'm wondering if that's going to be a service that's also available cross-faction because that's sort of like a huge tenant of the guild. Mm-hmm. And Liz, you, you've got stuff for crafting, right? Uh, not as much uh, crafting stuff as I would... Oh, crafting as in... Uh, yeah, just ignore me. I've been like it's working been a, nonstop it, yeah, for the past like 12 yeah. hours. And then yeah. the same yesterday. Crafting in patch 10 point... Uh, one. 10.0. One thing. Oh, it's been a day, guys. Yes. It's been a day. So we know a little about crafting, not a lot. We know there are going to be there you're going to be able to upgrade your current crafted gear, which uh, you know, you may be excited about that because you can keep, you know, you got that elemental lariat, which is really awesome. You get to keep it and upgrade it to level. On the other side, it kind of sounds like we're going to have more profession points we need to grind or more recipes to find or more reagents to hunt down. And that that really kind of sounds like a headache. That makes me sound really tired just thinking about it. Uh, but there's also going to be another upgrade system outside of crafting, which is... Uh, Actually, what I was thinking about talking about, even though I, I may have said crafting when I... Oh, go ahead and talk about that. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> by all means, explain this to me, because I saw it and I didn't really know exactly what was going on with it. So, by all uh, means. There, there is a whole new upgrade system. Blizzard is saying that, you know, upgrading stuff in-game is really complicated with all of these different systems. Yes, it is. And they're going to try... Yeah, and they're going to try and make this new system for PvE content. PvP is still going to have its own thing, so it's like, okay, well, there's still different things. Uh, and it's it's very interesting. You There's there's going to be a new currency, which uh, also makes me feel very tired. So we've got a lot of currencies already. And uh, you'll pick up a new currency by doing just about everything in game. You do a world quest, you'll get a little bit of this currency. You do uh, dungeons, you do raids, you do Mythic Plus. You'll just kind of naturally collect currency as you play doing different activities. And you will also pick up uh, different... Uh, wow, I forget what they're called. There's there's like an upgrade item. You need a certain amount of currency plus an upgrade item. And you'll get like different levels of upgrade item through doing different content. So, like, if you're doing a raid that drops uh, 440 eye level content, you get tokens from that raid, which will let you upgrade gear. 
to something along the lines of what that raid has. So as you do content, you will get these tokens that will let you upgrade your gear to be kind of in line with what you get. So that's it seems like a really good sort of bad luck protection. So that's really know, good. Actually, one piece really low. You have one piece really low gear. You will be able to upgrade it to match the rest of your gear. Like, uh, you know, I'm 400 eye level right now. We've been doing a uh, heroic uh, vault of the incarnates for quite a while now. I'm still wearing two pieces of world quest gear. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, pretty, that's ridiculous. That's what's holding me back as I, I mean, if you look at my gear, I've got like a 402 helmet, uh, 402 shoulders, um, yeah, 408 chest, and then boom, uh, 382 belt from World Quests. <laughs> yeah, I think and I'm still like, rocking yeah. 372 shoes or something like that as well. Like, yeah. But but which is weird, yeah. and this is a whole other topic that we can get into another point is like, have we find with this upgrade process, have we finally reached the point where eye level will actually matter versus raw stats? I mean, I, I mean, think that gonna, it does to a see. degree. It does to a degree already. It depends on the class. Some classes absolutely have to go for stats over everything else. Others, you hit a point, and the stat stacking is no longer useful because of the changes they made at the end of Shadowlands. So. It, it's kind of a gray area right now, and I, I hope that it gets more established for for every class. But I did want to say one of the things somebody in our Discord, I think I think it might have been Tetsemi, I'm not sure, said a thing where he was like he added me and was like, you know, I, as a Fury Warrior, I don't see anything in this that upsets me. Why is that? And they they have their somewhat quip. It's a quippy answer, but basically, there's some kind of like discount once you've done an upgrading. Uh, it makes other things you yes. try to upgrade cost less. Is that correct? It's like it's like for alts. So if I have a character with a 400 eye level, any character, and I have an alt who's wearing like a 350, then I can go in and as long as the alt has an upgrade token, I can upgrade to like the same level as my main with half of the currency cost. So it's it also- really going to help... But it also works for Fury Warriors who are upgrading their second two-hander. Like, Hmm. if you have a two-hander and you upgrade it, the Fury Warrior and only Fury Warriors get to do it again for a discount. Uh, Because because otherwise, Fury Warriors always spend twice as much on everything. Like, they always have to get the second two-hander, and it always costs just as much, so you're spending twice as much as everybody else. Yeah. And now they're going to discount That's a good... Yeah, that's a good equalizer. That's yeah. that's definitely a nice a nice that, addition. That's like when they said at the end of their answer, they were like, "We're sorry that we forgot to do anything to punish you for being a fury warrior. Uh, please <laughs> forgive us." And I'm like, on the one hand, haha. On the other hand, you have been doing it for several years. Never for- I'm not going to forgive you just because one time you did a nice thing. But yeah, I, I I wanted to mention that because I remembered that it was a- so. This is going to be the major upgrade thing for. Uh, Patch 10.1, are we still going to have Valor and stuff? No, nope, gone. We're going to have PV, uh, the PVP upgrade system is the way it always works, the way it's working now. But Mm -hmm. for PVE, for Mythic Plus, for Raid Gear, for all of your Season 2 PVE gear, this is going to be the system. And Blizzard intends to watch this system and see how it works and decide at the end of the season, okay, did this work well? Do we want to keep using it? Or was this, you know, a hot mess and we want to throw it in the trash and start over? Uh, I personally would really like to pick an upgrade system and stick with it so I can like get used to it and learn it and not have to learn a new system every other patch. Mm-hmm. So I I hope it works well. It sounds 
like some really interesting features, some nice bad luck protection, which uh, I, this, could, I could use some of that. Another question I wanted to ask, is this intended to replace um, the, the, I'm trying to remember the name of it now and I can't, wow, brain just. Revival Catalyst. Thank you. Thank you. Is going to replace that uh, too? I don't think so. Uh, okay. I was told that the Revival Catalyst is going to remain, but we don't know a lot of details about how it will work, how you will use it to change gear to tier gear. Um, so, so it may still be its own, its own thing out there. Which, I mean, it's currently not very bad. Like, it's it's fine. Mm. It's, it's pretty quick to get a charge, and, and the fact oh. that it's account-wide account is pretty good, so I don't know if there's too much cause to change it, question mark? I mean... I read somewhere um, in one of the many, many interviews that they've been doing that they are a little concerned with how tier gear has become practically a necessity. Uh, since they returned tier gear in, you know, in Shadowlands, raid guilds, you know, especially like you know high end ones, mm. are basically requiring mm. you to have four piece. Well, let, let's let's specify it's not tier gear; it's tier sets. Yes, it's it's yeah. the set bonus in particular, and yeah. the and I know that from personally. I have been using the catalyst every week because I get a lot of stuff that is like an upgrade, but not really an upgrade. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and I, so I, I have very high level tier because I've just taken that gear from the catalyst. I've just said, okay, give me, give me the four, instead of these four weight pants that are useless to me, give me my tier set with four weight at item level four weight. So in that way, I've kind of, I've never even gotten a piece from, the boss drops. I've never mm. gotten one of the little token things that you click on and turns into your tier. Never once have I even seen until like, I think three weeks ago, I'd never even seen a warrior one drop. Uh, no, no, that's not true. We, I did see one drop. It went immediately to a priest. Um, but you know, other than that, I hadn't seen it. Then they started dropping, but by then I had four piece <laughs> because of the catalyst. Yeah. And I was like, thank you catalyst. I mean, warrior tier gear is not very good. The step bonus is not great. Um, but, it's still it, it's still better than getting a piece of gear that's itemization is just well, not good. And so. that's and that's kind of just the problem with like tier sets in general, right? And we we talked about this beforehand, which is a tier anything that gives you a bonus of some sort has the potential to either for some classes be absolutely worthless, uh, or for some classes be absolutely game breaking. And we saw it in the in the past, and in it's sort of the same thing where some classes benefit really heavily from their set bonuses because they're just very, very good. So uh, the fact that they're, they're paying attention to it is actually a good thing. Uh, oh, yeah. And the fact that they're looking at it from a, a perspective of, you know, the catalyst, uh, the, the, I, I will, I'm just going to keep calling it the catalyst because it, it's probably going to change every expansion, <laughs> but because the catalyst exists, the question is though, does that make that problem, less a problem for players or does it feed into the problem? And my personal, I, I personally think it, it makes it easier for players because converting yeah, stuff into tier is just, here you go. And then it doesn't matter how, you know, far behind you are as far as drops in a raid go, because you can just make your tier sets. Right. So, but now we know we've got catalysts coming back in some form. There's going to be this new, uh, upgrade item system. Um, Let's talk about dragon riding, right? Liz, you, you've got that for us, don't you? Uh, yes, dragon riding. Uh, one of the things I really love about this is that you 
Well, first I should say, there's a whole new zone that's going to be a little bigger than Xerath Mortis, and it's a giant cave under the Dragon Isles called Zerilek Cavern. It's cavern, singular, not caverns, plural, which is a mistake I've already made like 50 times. And we're going to continue to make. Today. Yeah, yeah, we're going to. Um, so Zerilek Caverns, giant cave under the Dragon Isles. Uh, but we are going to be able to fly in this cave. We could even take our dragon riding mount and fly right into the cave on day one. We do not have to re-earn dragon riding, which I think is great. But there will be more dragon riding things to acquire. There are going to be new glyphs and a new ability where you can regain vigor by like skimming along the ground so that you don't just have to be going like super fast and flying really high. That's probably going to be really good in a cave because it's a big cave, really big cave, but it does have ceilings. So that would have made the Azure span so much much nicer. I know, right? It is so hard, especially if you're going the wrong direction to, yeah, to going, get enough height yeah. to get uh, any Azure span. Yeah, Azure span from, say, the direction of, of you know, Thoraxis down is beautiful. It's the easiest zone mm-hmm. ever. Going Trying to go up, the other however. way. Yeah. yeah. The other way is like literally just yeah, landing, bad. landing, landing, <laughs> landing. I better mind something because otherwise I'm just wasting some time. Landing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I, I'm actually pretty happy about that too. But and the new dragon looks really cool. The yes, winding slither drake. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh kind of more like a cloud serpent than the other dragons. I'm really happy they're introducing new looks for these. Uh one of the things Blizzard did talk about is that they have heard our demands to get our normal mounts to act like dragon riding mounts so that we can fly them. And they okay, say they it have was heard actually our really demands. Hard. They said it was really, actually, really hard yeah. because dragon riding mounts have really specific animations yeah. that give them that kind of that uh, fit the speed they're moving, fit the way their wings are flapping, and all of the standard mounts just don't have that. They go up, they go down, they flap their wings in a certain way, and it just like you just can't say, okay, this is a dragon riding mount because it doesn't do the animations right. So all I know, all we know about that is that they have heard our cries because really. I just want to have a bunny made of water that I fly around the Dragon Isles at high speeds. It doesn't even have wings, so surely, surely this could work, right? Yeah, yeah. but Blizzard knows this is something we want, so maybe... The possibility of me getting to ride my Slivern (laughs) as a dragon riding mount makes me happy, even if it's just a possibility. Yeah, it's what definitely. An- I was kind of. I wasn't surprised to read that response. I mean, there are certain mounts yeah. that I think shouldn't be hard. Like we already have a proto drake, so mm-hmm. certain other proto drakes shouldn't be that hard to rig up with the same wiring. But there's tons mm-hmm. of mounts that you know, like Mim's head. How is Mim's head going to drag it? You know? <laughs> it's like it's a big ball with rotors on it. It just, yeah, I, I it don't, would feel weird. Yeah, I'm not it expecting would feel weird to drag it. ride without yeah. uh, that kind of that energetic motion that your dragon has flapping its wings. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. There will, there will also be new dragon riding races in 10.1, which uh, I, I think dragon riding races are really interesting and I am really bad at them. And I'm <laughs> definitely not going to get better at them when I have to do them inside a cave. I'm Those just trees, walls and ceilings. The trees jump out of nowhere. It's just going to be slide tights jumping out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh 
So yeah, I I definitely do not get better than like bronze on all yeah. the existing ones. I'll do them all to get bronze. Gonna... Yeah, I'll do them all mm-hmm. to get bronze. But then I'm pretty much like, Meh. maybe uh, if uh, I need to do it for a quest, but otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah, I I know my limits, and getting high <laughs> scores in dragon riding is not one of them. I I like doing uh, the, them, but yeah, they're really neat. They're interesting content. The world quests actually give pretty good gold too. I mean, they're worth doing, but man, I am just bad bad at them um so zerolet caverns we kind of kind of talked about that it is a big cave with different uh some different zones in it part of it's like this fiery lava area part of it is like this sort of slimy area the sulfur pools which is where neltharian tossed his uh his discarded experiments so uh that kind of has you know that familiar uh, Maldraxxus kind of feel where there's lots of, you know, weird, slimy things hanging out. Stares and um, stares at Blackwing descent. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's kind of there's kind of a theme with the Black Dragon Flight where we experiment with terrible things and oh, that didn't work. I'm gonna throw it in the trash uh for it to become a horrible, why, angry creature that wants to murder everything it sees. Why am I picturing that scene and it's like Adam in Adam Driver, but instead it's like Notharian? And it's like screaming at Amon Thule, I learned it from you, Dad. Like that's I don't <laughs> like that I that's a keep playing over and over in my head. What gets me about oh, that whole thing the, the whole thing with the Black Dragon Flight and their experiments and so forth is that it's just like I, I keep imagining the Black Dragon Flight uh, as that I don't know if you've heard that meme, but here I don't want the consequence, 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 consequence of my actions chasing me right now. It's it's kind of like that. They just constantly do these things, and then it's like, um, did you know that that it grew into a horrible mutated monster thing? Oh, of course I did. Yeah, listen, so, you would do that if the Titan Watchers can do it. The dragons certainly can as well. Gahoon <laughs> says hi. It's definitely, it's definitely a theme. Just in World of Warcraft in general, a lot of people do bad things or stupid things and uh, walk away, and we the players have to deal with it doesn't always go well for anyone. Uh, but one of the things in Zerlak is we will have a new faction and a new renown that is uh, led by the Niffin, a new race of mole people who are, I gotta say, they're pretty adorable. We don't know much about, we don't know how far the renown levels will go. We don't know exactly what the rewards are yet. That's still under development. Uh, but we do know that the Niffin, that's the only new renown. We're not getting new renown levels to grind for any of the other factions in Dragonflight. So that's the whole, that's it. That's it. Don't have to worry about anything else but the new Niffin. We will also be seeing the Drogbar in the Zerilek Caverns. Caverns. Yay. Oh, see, I'm, I'm stuck in, I'm stuck with caverns in my head. One big cavern. Okay, Liz, it's one, one cavern. <laughs> I need to like write this on my monitor or something. We're, I mean, we're still going to mess it up. It's going to be an internal just, thing. Just, just imagine, it. just imagine yourself inside your head as you, but wearing those kind of glasses <laughs> that have a chain on them instead of like, you know, and you just hold up your glasses and go, Elizabeth, it's cavern. Like, and I don't know why you're a sweet British person all of a sudden, but you just do that every time. And okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to remember just so I can shut you up. Weird British me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, I, I, I'm interested to see that because 
I mean, the last time we saw the drug bar, they were in High Mountain, uh, basically in and mm-hmm. around Neltharian's lair. So it feels like he uh-huh. imported them. Yeah, it feels like he imported them from here, and we're going to get to meet the original ones. Hopefully, they're friendly because, man, I don't want to deal with uh, that. They, it, it does look like they are friendly. They're like friends with a Niffin, and uh, we're going to have some snail racing. I know we've all been waiting for snail racing to like officially arrive in the game as an event. It looks like patch 10.1. That's the day when we will be able to go and race our own snails. I'm looking um, forward to that. I've been waiting for that. <laughs> uh, there's also another event down there that's uh, cave diving or something like that with the Niffin. I have not heard any details on it, just that it's going to be like an event. And uh, hopefully it's going to be less buggy than rock climbing out in the world that you do for the Dragonflight. Watch it be a giant game of whack-a-mole with the Niffin. <laughs> That would, oh, but the Niffin are our friends. We are not supposed to hit them, hopefully. Um, there are also Dejaradin down in the Zeralite Caverns. This is the ancestral home of the Dejaradin. Am I saying that right? Yeah, I think I just, Probably, I, I just slur it. I go to Jardin, and that way it's close <laughs> yeah. enough. If you, if you say it fast enough and you kind of blur the letters together, that's yeah, yeah no one Jardin. knows. No one sure, knows. Yeah. Whatever, Jardin. <laughs> So yeah, it but, sounds like um, it sounds like a fancy mustard. Yeah, it does, really, doesn't it? Shara <laughs> didn't make sandwiches good, but yeah, I, I I am looking to see what they uh what they're bringing to the table because it seems like them yeah. and the incarnates are sort of like working together, and like we don't, don't really know. know what like when you're in a fault of the incarnates, you got that bit just before the council where there's the Jardin mm-hmm. and that pole, that one pole right before the council we, that my, our tanks refuse to use CC on. So it's just fire <laughs> everywhere all the time. You know, there's actually like, mm-hmm. there's, there's some uh, RP during that point where they talk about working with yeah. the incarnates just because they're useful for now. So, yeah, they say, you know, until we find our elder. So maybe that can get picked up in the caverns. That would be, that would be cool. Uh, we do know that they are they are not going to be friendly, and also there's going to be a world boss down there, which is actually a pair of Desjardins elders, which, uh, so this may come together in an interesting way. And now I'm like, I'm just kind of hoping it's not, um, uh, the, the council in, in Vault of the Incarnates has the mechanic where they don't share health pools, but you have to mm-hmm. kill them at the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping we don't yeah. get another one of those, man. That, that is not <laughs> Those fights are always for. rough. Uh, just last night where we were we were doing a, a, a normal run, but for alts and stuff because uh, our main tank was feeling kind of sick. Uh, by the way, hope Matt, I hope you feel better. Um, so we were like, you know, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just do a normal night, and we we pretty much did well. I think we cleared up to like I think it was brood. Uh, I want to say brood layer, but that's not you know brood mother and uh, Razageth left, and we and we killed Razageth the other day, so we were pretty confident that we can take them. But since we were just doing it on normal. Um, uh, we kept like we 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 would steamroll some stuff, but other stuff we kept messing up. Um, we nearly got council. We killed like one of the council guys way too soon, and then it was just like, okay, quickly burn everything else. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm hoping not to see that mechanic come back anytime soon. It is not one of my favorites. So of course, uh, it's a it's a big new patch. It's the beginning of a new season. We are also getting a new raid called. Aberus the Shadowed Crucible. This is Neltharius. Neltha- oh my god. Neltharian. Neltharian. Not yeah. We've got we got too many of these. Dragons need to get on this like unique naming thing. Neltharian 
Yeah, I agree. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was his laboratory under the Dragon Isles, where all of his secrets are hidden. So uh, we are actually, we know story-wise, we're going to be going down there on kind of and uh, discovering what Neltharion was up to alongside the other members of the Dragon Black Dragonflight, who will be learning all of this at the same time we are. None of them know exactly what Neltharion to. And uh, one thing that I was really excited to hear is that Abyssian will be coming with us down there. We have not seen much of Abyssian, and it's always been kind of like, okay, Rathian and Sibelian are up here duking it out for leadership, but I'm Team Abyssian here. So uh, where where's my boy? Have uh, do you all have any opinions on how this uh, how this story is going to play out, or what are are we excited to see finally at long last, kind of where where things went wrong for Notharian? Uh, go ahead. You want to go first, Joe? Or you want me to go for it? Okay. Uh, first off, name like uh, Abaris definitely has like you know old god secrets. Oh, one hundred percent. And the thing looks <laughs> like an old god. Like if you look at the lab, the pictures of it, it's like yee. That thing looks like you know so that looks like something you'd expect to come erupting out of the earth and hitting you with tentacles. <laughs> uh, so right there, there's that. Um, also, I, I I'm definitely curious to see like what's in there. Like I think one of the fights is that that I, you guys mentioned in uh, work chat was an elementium dragon of some kind, and that's interesting yeah, because it was, that's something that it was you know. Apparently he, go ahead. Yeah, it was apparently something that Neltharion experimented on, like putting elementium plates on this dragon, and now it's been abandoned here and has probably gone insane and wants to destroy us. What's interesting and, is uh, the model. Been, yeah, he would have been doing that before he needed them himself. Oh yeah, yeah. So, but so it was always thinking, part of his plan. Yeah. He he got to this place and he already had the technology to rivet metal plates to himself. Um, so Abaris is going to be a nine boss raid. We do not know a whole lot about what we're going to find in there, except we do know that, uh, okay, someone else is going to have to give me the name, the scale commander. What? Uh, th but the scale commander, uh, who kind of ran off at the end of the, uh, at the end of the, uh, Drakthir starting experience, that is going to be the final boss of this raid. We do know from the patch 10.0.7 cinematic way. that came out. Was it Cinder Thrush? No, Cinder Thrush is the kind of alliance Drakthir. Is it? And then Emberthal. No, uh, Cinder yeah. Thrush is the horn Drakthir. Emberthal is the alliance. Yes. Saracath, yes. That ran the off black that one. said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It said, the heck with both of you. I am leaving and forming my own cult of Drakthir, and we're going to reclaim our heritage. Well, He's out there trying to reclaim the Drakthir's heritage by going into its lab and uh, claiming its power for this, this faction. And he's going to be the final boss, which I think is really interesting because I hadn't thought of this alternate Drakthir faction as like the big threat. But uh, it looks like they're going to be the main antagonist of 10.1. Well, I guess it makes sense, right? Like, I mean, there, we, yeah. we didn't exactly see them part on warm and fuzzies and they haven't been True. around for the stuff we've been doing, except for maybe like hearing what we've been mucking around with. Uh, so yeah, I can see them being uh, antagonistic towards us. No problem. I can well, see plus, that. I mean, you know, it would be kind of soon to like have the other three incarnates die. Like I know <laughs> we, I know one of them, uh fire I think uh, fire, the fire yeah. one. Yeah. He's, he's mucking about in the, all of this too, but it, it feels like it would be kind of early to have all three of them get, you know, like even one of them to get killed. No, it's going to uh, be an so, extended release thing. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense to have somebody else be the main antagonist of, of at least the raid. 
Um, I did want to say too, since you'd asked about my feelings about the storyline, I, I, my greatest hope is to see Abyssian at some point, just sit Sibelian and Rathian down and go, if you guys don't stop, I will turn this entire dragon. Yes. I need this. I need this. (laughs) You will go right back to the Uh, Obsidian Citadel. You will not find out father's secrets. You will not pass go. You will not collect 200 dragon (laughs) dollars. Fly straighten up and fly. Right. Guys are just (laughs) embarrassing us. (laughs) Even, I mean, even the dragons I, that I, just go to the beach all the time are embarrassed by you. <laughs> I do love to see Rathian and Sibelian bickering. It's so funny, but also it's like, okay, just stop, get it together. None of you are leadership material if you're going to act like this. Come on. Yeah, it is. It is just, yeah. But I, I mean, I do also like seeing them because it is, I'll never forget that bit where he's like, where Sibelian's going, whelps these days. <laughs> just it's like, you know, I'm getting too old for this sort of thing. It's it's great. I am I am really looking forward to seeing more of that. I I mean, I think we're all too old to put up with Rathion at this point. But uh, this this is what we got. This is what we got to deal with. This is the problem in front of us, and uh, there's no escaping it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we don't we don't know a whole lot about the story yet, but uh, you know they want us to get through ten oh seven, and ten oh seven is supposed to be really sending us towards our next goal. We don't know all of the story of ten oh seven yet either, but we will find out soon on the twenty first. Um, man, what have I forgotten to talk about? There's so much, and it feels like we've been talking for so long. Uh, so Dragonflight Season 2 will also include a new Mythic Raid rotation, which, uh, you know, I've heard... Uh, actually, I don't think I've heard anyone react positively to this. We will be getting Brackenhide Hollow, Halls of Infusion, Aldemon Legacy of Tear, and Neltharius as the uh, the current Dragonflight dungeons in this, in this uh, rotation. And we're going to get the uh, Battle for Azeroth dungeons Freehold and Underrot, the Legion Dungeon, Neltharian's Lair, which seems to be a really good fit because mm-hmm. uh, Neltharian, Drogbar, Snail Racing, it's all there. It's all happening. And the Vortex Pinnacle from Cataclysm. That seems like an interesting in- choice. Sorry, go ahead. It, I mean, it's interesting because I think when Blizzard first uh, rolled out these old dungeons into rotation, they were like, yeah, we aren't going to, we're definitely not going to go back further than this because those. Old dungeons feel old. They would need too much rebalancing. We're we're just we're not going to go back to cataclysm, definitely. Uh, and here here we go with the vortex pinnacle, which I guess makes sense because vortex pinnacle was was relatively quick and fairly straightforward. Yeah, so like it probably is the easier choice out of those older dungeons to tune for a mythic. Um, I'm actually really happy with this list as a whole, except for Brackenhide Hollow. I hate that dungeon. That dungeon is the bane of my existence. Um, (laughs) So, like, if I never saw that, I'd be fine. But everything else is fine. Like, Aldemon Legacy of Tear, like, we kind of expected that to hit the rotation, and it seems like now's a good point, too, especially because... uh, We're advancing that story, too, yeah. We're advancing that story, which makes sense. Uh, Neltharius makes sense. Mm -hmm. Neltharian's Lair makes sense. Like... Underrot's an interesting choice, though, too. Like, Freehold and Underrot were notoriously, I don't want to say finicky, but they could be quite devastating. Underrot, just because of the sheer density of mobs. So I'm wondering how that's going to look in a a tuned version. 
and then uh the the problem that i remember with uh freehold was just finding the correct percentages and moving mm-hmm. through it because it always felt like it was a sh- uh, just like a slog. So I don't know. I'm I'm curious about that. I'm interested if they're the things- trying to make a story connection between Brackenhide Hollow and Underrot because that Underrot be was because of Gahoon. Yes, and then mm-hmm. the rot that we've seen in Brackenhide, no one has explained what that is or where the decay stuff mm-hmm. comes from. But it could very well again be old god related. It might be something out of Avarus. We don't know where Aberus physically is. We know it's under the Dragon House, but we don't know which zone it's under yet, do we? Uh, uh, I don't think we know. Well, I think it's under um, under all From, the Black Dragon stuff in, in Waking Shore, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I don't it's, know. It's, it's like Cavern, but yeah, I think it's under all of that. I think, I think Liz is correct, because I was kind of poking around at this, and I think that's where they said it was going to be. So, uh but it would make sense. It would also make sense that the seat of power is, you know, sitting above where all of this stuff is. Mm-hmm. It's or, like the basement. Yeah. And it would also explain why, like, the key to it was hidden in the Forbidden Reach. Mm. You know, far away from where it actually is, or at least far enough away that it wasn't a problem. So, yeah, it'll be curious. But it, the, there's also other changes coming to the Mythic Pluses, right, Liz? Oh, yes. There are some very interesting changes coming with the affixes. Uh, so, uh, I think there's got a, a little bit of unhappiness with affixes. I know last week was particularly rough if you, like, wanted to find a healer to come with you because every healer was just like, no. It's no, the one week I can find groups because nobody else will do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, no one, no one wants to deal with that. So, when uh, the... Wow, the biggest change is no more level 10 affixes, no seasonal affixes. Thundering is going away, as it usually would, but it is not going to be replaced. There is just not going to be an affix of this nature anymore. So uh, just the level 4 and level 7 affixes are going to be the rotating affixes. And um, so, yeah, after that, it's just going to, the difficulty will scale, but they're not going to add another pile of mechanics on top of you. Blizzard is also re-evaluating those level 7 affixes. And... uh, they said we're going to see them revamped in 10.1. They weren't real clear, weren't real specific about how, and this is apparently still a work in progress that will show up later in the PTR cycle. Uh, I do think this is good because you you wind up getting a pile of affixes that don't work together or just frustrating. One of the things Morgan Day has said is that they want affixes to have a uh, counterplay for it to feel like something like, okay, I can play really well and I can work with this instead of just be like a huge headache, which I I think the design intent sounds really good. We'll see how it works out. Yeah, like right what now, yeah, right now I've noticed that certain ones like what's uh, erupting, is that the one with the blood just exploding everywhere? Uh, which I, I know them by what they do less than what their names yeah. are. But the one where there's like the blood circles, every time you kill something, it just sanguine. You know, explodes. Yeah, sanguine. Sanguine. I, that's one that just seems like it exists just to make there be more damage and not to create that, any kind of gameplay at all. All it does is make more damage. Although that one's not as bad as stuff like Volcanic, which like is another mechanic that is adding more damage, but also interrupts like your casts because yeah. it knocks you into the air. Like it's, it's a mixed bag, right? Like uh, affixes mm. are, they're interesting in some capacities and some combinations of them are actually fun. And some players really like the the extra complexity of them, 
like I particularly liked the battle for Azeroth, uh, you know, when we started doing the higher keys and you started doing the the extra mini bosses and stuff like that. I thought that was a really interesting way to to liven up uh, dungeons that you had basically been running since day one. So I don't mind like higher stuff like that, but I'm wondering if they'll add stuff in that particular genre, like uh, at the 10 plus, like as a toggle, that is an option that maybe gives you more mythic points or whatever. Because I, I maybe maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I didn't mind things like thundering. It wasn't great, but like it was it was fine. I just one of the things I've disliked about mythics in this expansion is that it oftentimes feels like the trash is so much harder than the bosses. Oh, one hundred percent, it is absolutely. And it's, I don't feel like I should feel like the trash is the real enemy, and then when the boss shows up, who I can relax and we're at a boss now. <laughs> that doesn't feel right to me. That's not Listen. how. I just That's not how content should work. I just view like we went from fighting Hydra to fighting Hydra that got infected with vampirism. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You just <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody got uh, so quiet. Blizzard has <laughs> Blizzard has actually said that they are looking at the dungeons themselves too. They're not just playing with affixes, but they're looking at like pain points. Places where there's too much trash, places where you have to have like specific interrupt rotations on several trash mobs at the same time, which really up the complexity and just can really pile on when you have all of this going on on top of the affixes. So they are looking to kind of smooth out the experience. And uh, we'll, we'll see. Here's an interesting thought for you. Do you think that if they were to add more affixes at the lower tier so that the combinations mm-hmm. were f- like not always the same like weren't the same pattern and would rotate a little bit more and have mm-hmm. more different combinations that you would find it more enjoyable potentially like maybe not um, game breaking ones maybe. but like like trying to find more yeah. interesting engaging things and like maybe it's not always you know as Pity is pointing out in chat here fortified and raged which I agree should be illegal uh, maybe maybe it's fortified and like I don't know whimsy shy or something where like Randomly, a unicorn pops out, and you have to kill the unicorn or whatever. <laughs> like maybe adding more stuff in the guys, rotation. Guys, 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 guys! I've got it! I've got it! I fixed mythics. I know what we need. Oh, this is gonna be good. Double treasure goblins. Yeah. <laughs> add treasure goblins. Add treasure goblins to wow in the dungeon. Double treasure murlocs. Make them murlocs. Make them murlocs. Okay. I I actually have something for you in the theme of treasure goblins, Matt, and it's. It's so good. It's in patch 1007. So we're going to be seeing it sooner. Um, uh, so in 1007, kind of taking a right turn on this conversation here, we have the Zaskara, I may be saying that wrong, Zaskara vaults, where you will earn keys and you will go into the vaults and collect treasure. And uh, one of the ways you will get vault, you will get these keys is that uh, you can find this rare mob in uh, out in the forbidden reach which uh, it's not a treasure goblin but it's sort of like a treasure goblin it's uh and it like some kind of acquisition specialist from the venture company that's here you know doing what the venture company does and uh trying to steal all of the resources they possibly can and uh when you go and you find this uh not treasure goblin you know it will run away from you and you must chase it you must chase it down and kill it to get your keys. Yeah, uh, but just if it takes you too that, long, put that in a mythic, and we're good. <laughs> yeah, if it takes you too long, it's gonna it's gonna teleport away. So it's a lot like a treasure goblin. I think that's really cool, and I I actually agree with you. Treasure goblins would be very interesting in mythics. I think they would be a huge headache 
because uh, one of the things with mythics is that people really seriously hardcore plan how they're going to go through this. There's like a right, a right path to go through. And that's just, that's the path. You take this one path to get the specific amount of trash you need to do to get your perfect percentage and minimize your annoying trash pulls. <laughs> so that would definitely completely shake it up and make each run unique. But it could also mean you die a whole lot by running into like 10 trash packs. Yes. Yes, it could. <laughs> You see a problem, I see a solution. <laughs> but we are we are at least getting this uh, treasure goblin, which is not a treasure goblin, not exactly, uh, out in the Forbidden Reach. So I think that's uh, a really interesting kind of fun sort of Diablo callback coming in. Yeah, I also wonder, now that you've mentioned it, maybe the, maybe the cavern is underneath the Forbidden Reach. Well, we know part of it is. Because that's, you know, that's, an, that's a uh, drag, black dragon area. So yeah, interesting. Uh, I know we've got more. What else we got? Uh, yeah, so much, so much. Um, the new world bosses. We did, we did talk about them a little. We did. Yeah. They're going to be a pair of Jarden down there. Uh, wow. Did we, did we cover everything? Maybe. Did we? It took us 15 minutes, but we did it. How did we do that? (laughs) Uh, okay. I will throw in a little bit of Hearthstone booze for you. Just you know, as a little treat here at the end of the podcast. Uh, Hearthstone Battlegrounds is kind of at the midway point of its season, which means I've already finished the rewards track for the entire season, and I'm kind of bored because there are no more rewards to collect. Uh, Well, they aren't adding new rewards, so I'm still going to sit here without rewards to collect, but they are adding Battleground Buddies back, which, uh, you know, buddies are kind of exactly what they sound like. Each hero has a buddy which uh, you can earn and it will give you specific special bonuses. And uh, they've changed the way buddies work in this interesting way. It used to be you had to kind of get like a certain number of kills or a certain number of wins before your buddy showed up. Now you will buy the buddy with uh, a really high amount of gold. And so you kind of, you have a little more agency there in that you choose. Do you want to rush to get your buddy as possible or do you want to kind of hold back and focus on building your board and murdering your enemies uh so i think this is going to be really interesting we don't know when it is going to go live battlegrounds is my favorite way to play hearthstone so i i am always looking forward to that one i don't think either of y'all really play it but battlegrounds is just that's my favorite that's my favorite game um we also have diablo 4 early access just around the corner Oh my god, it's next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's next it's, week. Uh, yeah. It's it, next weekend. Diablo 4 will be here next weekend. Oh my god, I thought I was excited about patch 10.1, but Diablo 4 is here next weekend. <laughs> well, it's the early access for Diablo. This is, this for is Diab- the Kermit flail right now. This is yes. a full-on Kermit flail <laughs> of excitement. Um. I mean, I I was just over here kind of flipping through my calendar. I have paper calendar sitting in front of me, and I, like, turn the page, and it's like, Diablo 4, early access, 9 a.m., Friday, the 17th of March. There will be an early access weekend for people who have pre-ordered. And uh, the weekend after that, it's an open beta that anyone can jump in and enjoy. Uh, so I'm, like, hype level 11 about this. Uh, Matt, what about you? I don't even know how to explain it. Like I'm keeping, like I have this right now I'm talking and I sound really calm and like, you know, that's because of, of just pure, like I, I take the information and I take it 
out of my consciousness and, and like have an orb kind of floating around my head all the time. And that orb is just going top of the floor. Is this week? You can to barbarian. You should spend the money. Get to reorder it now. Reorder it now. And, and th- so I can go on with my life and actually accomplish anything other than just doing that. Because yeah, I, 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 I have been waiting for this since 2019. Like when, when they did the, the, the BlizzCon preview for it, I have been waiting to actually get to play this game for four years and and it's going to be happening it's like literally like if you've seen the meme where they're like it's happening it's like that it's like every every waking <laughs> moment is that guy just being flooded with light so yeah galaxy so brain time we, uh, we are so close we are so close to yeah. diablo four time uh one one thing i saw asked in the 10.1 interviews that have been all over the internet today is that someone asked is the 10.1 release going to overlap with the Diablo 4 release? And, uh, you know, they weren't, they didn't answer that. They are not giving hints as to when 10.1 will be releasing, but it does seem pretty probable that 10.1 will be really close to the Diablo 4 release date on June the 6th. Really happy so I have two monitors. I'm thinking. It, my, I'm thinking. <laughs> my current theory is that it's going to be the mm-hmm. last couple weeks in May. Like, if they if the PTR is coming out tomorrow, or uh, again mm-hmm. yesterday, if you're listening to the recording, um, that means that two months of it, you know, we would get it from March to April and April to early May. And that would be two months of PTR, yeah. which then we'd see like a, a May twenty something release. That's my current thinking, which would give people just enough time to get to, to get sunk into it for Diablo 4 to come along and absolutely ruin everybody's <laughs> raid night because there's going to be a whole yeah. lot of, yeah, I can't make it tonight. I've, uh, I've got a uh, cold <laughs> Lilith needs to die. And, and yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll hopefully be over it in a couple of days. I, yeah. I'm, I've, I'm, I've got a cold and the only cure is more treasure goblins. Yes, exactly. I, I must, I must destroy everything and loot everything and kill everything. And <laughs> I'm probably going to have to do it at a slightly slower pace than D3, but we'll see what happens at any rate. It's time for me to go smash things. Uh, I mean, smash things. I, I can't even lie to you guys. I'm blowing you off for Diablo four. Well, I'll talk to you later. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. I the podcast like- will then just be a series of sounds of Diablo four. As we like occasionally talk about like what's happening in game when we remember to, and not screaming and flailing <laughs> as we go careening off into random directions to go accomplish whatever we need to in game. Maybe. Yeah. Likely. Mm, I'm, hope- I'm hoping that I'll be able to stop myself, but I don't have like high hopes. I don't think I, I don't think that I'm let's be clear here. I, I is a losing battle that I'm engaging with, with a, much, a far superior enemy to myself, namely my desire to play Diablo four. So, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens for that matter. I mean, um, it would be hilarious if, if we show up for the first podcast after it comes out and I've actually somehow managed to get myself not to play it. I'm like, so what are you guys doing? And this is like, can't talk room full of fire. <laughs> And Joe is like, I'm turning into a bear. I'm turning into a bear. I'm turning into a bear. And I'd be like, okay, yeah, I guess I'm the only one here. You know, you know, dang well. Once I get my hands on that druid, I, I'm you're not going to hear from me for a while. Like, let's be honest. Yes, it's going to be a series of. So- it'll be a series of guttural like sounds as I like cover myself in like animal furs and pretend I'm actually the druid. 
Uh, so the initial early access weekend, again, Friday, March 17th, so close. There will only be three classes, the Barbarian, the Rogue, and the Sorcerer, uh, which I'm I'm kind of that actually hearing that lowered my hype levels a pretty a little bit, yeah. because I'm like, I'm I'm necromancer for life over here. Uh, Joe, I heard you weren't planning to jump in beta until the second open weekend when Correct. we will have necromancers and druids. Yes, because those are the two most important classes. And I can hear Matt's like like plotting my demise at this point. But like, oh, yeah, well, a- you're, you're welcome to be wrong, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I, I'm looking forward to the second one. Uh, just because I really, 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 really have been dying to play Druid. Like the fact when we were talking about Diablo three and the Druid didn't come back for Diablo three, mm-hmm. I was so crestfallen. It was not funny. And now I get to play as the Druid again and I'm okay with this. I need it. Yeah, I, I honestly do. Even though you know we all know which class is my baby. I do feel like the mm-hmm. Necro and the Druid are, are fan favorites and it's, a little surprising they're not going to be in the open access. My theory is that they just feel like they need to get a little extra work in on them uh, before they, they debut them to people. Um, yeah, it, they kind of want to start yeah. testing with kind of those basic, really core to Diablo classes, and then they're going to expand a week later, depending on how it goes. Yeah, but at any rate, yeah, that's that's absolutely that's that is one of the that is one I, if not the it's certainly one of the biggest releases of 2023 for me is uh Diablo oh 4. yeah just i can't think of any game coming out this year that i'm more interested in uh at least right not right now um maybe something will be announced but at, at current uh, there are other games i'm interested in but nothing is going to eclipse this one this one is <laughs> this is a big big bleeping deal so and uh it's gonna be interesting we're gonna have a battle pass we're gonna have seasons it's gonna be interesting to see how diablo 4 plays out yeah. because we don't mm-hmm. know exactly uh kind of what cadence the battle pass and seasons are going to be like what kind of content they'll include we know there'll be kind of meaty patches with story content and new features uh so it feels more like a wow patch as opposed to kind of a diablo 3 season uh i'm i'm just really excited to see how they make this work if anyone else out there is planning on playing the diablo 4 beta over the next couple of weekends you can also earn a baby wolf cosmetic pet, which will cuddle into a little bag on your back and just hang out with you while you go and murder demons and keep your little baby wolf cub safe. You will get that by hitting level 20 in the beta, either early access or open beta. And uh, early access progress will carry over to open beta, but uh, none of the progress will carry into the uh, final game, except for your adorable baby wolf cub pet. Which I'm I'm pretty hyped about that. I was not sure I would be playing the beta. And then it's like, if you play the beta, you can get an adorable baby wolf cub. And I'm like, yep. Yep, okay, I'm on board. Adorable yep. wolf cub. I am there. Yes, I will be like, you know, reciting lines from Lone Wolf and Cub <laughs> as I go about killing things. <laughs> um, I actually think we've covered, I think we've actually covered the big news of the week. Yeah, and, I think somehow. Just in we time. One in minute over. Yeah, we're exactly one minute over. So, yeah, that was pretty good. Do, no, we're do, do either we're right of you time. have closing have either of you have closing thoughts about this crazy week we were having? I mean, I think that cross faction guilds is such a like, as soon as I heard it was coming, I was like simultaneously, "What?" and "Yes." Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what you should do, but I did not think you'd do it. 
Like it, it, it just took me, it took me by surprise, but was exactly what I thought was going to happen. Um, both Joe and I have talked about the fact that we thought there was going to be some kind of underground component to this expansion. Yep. We sure did. So I, I don't think that that's a surprise, but I am really nice. It's really nice to see it, uh, to, to see it laid out. And so far, if Blizzard can, can pull this off, if they can pull off 10 point, uh, 0.7 this month and the uh, next uh, patch in a timely fashion, they will have finished half of their roadmap. Yeah. And they will have done it by about the middle of the year. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, so that's, that's, those are my thoughts on this one. Yeah. I mean, Matt pretty much said the stuff that I was going to say, so I can't, I, I'm not going to like repeat him. So, but same page. All right. So I think that's going to do it unless there's anything else y'all want to add. Otherwise I'm just going to do my outro here. Go for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, friends, thank you very much for joining us on this very special Wednesday edition. And as a reminder, Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous uh, contributions at patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means this podcast lending community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast with a queue and an ads-free site experience. Thank you, uh, Joe, for doing that outro for us. And thank you to Liz for taking the helm for the big topic list because, man, there was a lot of stuff on that thing. Uh, seriously, so thanks. Just, so a few th- just a few things. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Nothing nothing happened. But, uh, you know, this has been the special edition of the Blizzard Watch podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with us. Uh, and we will be back next week, hopefully on a normal time, because hopefully Blizzard isn't going to suddenly drop another huge info dump on us one day after we normally do the podcast. Wow. Yeah, that'd be a lot. lot Secret Hidden Diablo Diablo 4 class next week. Watch. Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye.